Okay, so welcome to the podcast again. Uh, today, our guests are Roger Johnson and Tiffany Kurgan, who are with Johnson Financial Group in Tyler, Texas. You're also in Dallas, aren't you? Correct. Right. Okay, so Tyler in Dallas, Texas. And I've known Roger and Tiffany now for seven, eight years uh, when they joined the, the program. And uh, and in fact, we have our, our Pinnacle Award, which goes to somebody who's been done the most work and or the most impact in our community a couple of years ago was Tiffany. So they're really involved in our community. And what we want to talk today about is just integrating the heritage process into a financial services firm. We figured the best way to do that is talk to somebody who actually has integrated heritage process into financial services firm. So thank you guys for talking to us. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's start with where were you before you came here? What, what was your practice like? And then what led you to come to talk to, uh, to take the courses for heritage? So you describe what it was like before, and I'll describe this <laughs> to get involved. How about that? So when we, uh, when we sat down with clients, um, we were talking about our process, about the bigger conversations, conversations that we're having with clients that other advisors are not. Okay? Um, we're talking about um, articulating your why. If you can tell us why you want to do something, we can tell you. Why yeah. always comes before how you know that, Simon Simi. You know, what's going to understand why? Then we can come back and can I go behind the scenes and go, you know what? There are two, three, there are four different processes or avenues that could rise to the occasion to meet the goals that you've set up yourself. Let's explain them to you. And you choose which one you think is best for you and your family. Once we do that, then I'll ask your outcome is where can I place to meet every single client every single year to make sure the planning they have is still relevant, on target, and, and the process is being complete. It's our pledge to not have a one-off relationship, but to have a perpetual relationship for years and years to come. Um, if you couple that that uniqueness of having these very conversations with families that, that we feel are super, super important that, that create those long-term relationships, I want to enter right stage. I think it was Phil Cabetta, wasn't it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Phil Cabetta reached out with a, as a colleague of ours. At the Ameri- he was at the American College at the time. And just said, hey, I've, I've run across this organization called the Heritage Institute, and I think it's something that you guys should go check out. So we hop on a plane and, and head to somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> and, um, we got we, you know, Rod presents to us for a couple of days. And, and one of the biggest takeaways that we, that we heard during that meeting was the statistics on failure rate in families. You know, 90% of third generation, 70% at second generation. And the practice that we have built is intentionally multi-generational. I mean, we're business partners. Right. We just brought another um, advisor in that's, you know, 20 years my, my junior. And so <clears throat> the reala- realization was we have a really high probability of failure happening on my watch. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that wasn't an option. So that's really how we, you know, started this conversation and went, look, take conversations that other advisors are not having. Nobody's having this conversation. No financial advisor tells their clients, you know, we're going to take an intentional shift away from your finances and we're going to focus solely on your family and communication. And there is no one except for a handful of people in the industry that are having that conversation. So it, it is definitely something that we brought into our practice to solidify and, and perpetuate our uniqueness 
Okay. To follow up on that, Rob Phil Cabetis, as you as you mentioned, the American College. Steve and I had the the great pleasure, the great honor of being adjunct professors to the college for about three years. We actually um, took about 110, 115 CPAs, insurance professionals, stock brokers, trust officers through the account uh, program uh, over a three year period. Um, and when he told us about heritage, he talked about uh, the right side of the table. He talked about collaborative advisors working together in the same sandbox. And we had that in mind in the world of philanthropy. When we came to your, to, to your program, we thought, oh my gosh, collaborative advisors, what a, what a great opportunity to pull this, not just in philanthropy, but put it in the entire state planning process. So it really put us in position to be more of the quarterback, mm -hmm. uh, more of the lead advisor, that trusted advisor, uh, to help everybody play in the same sandbox and to really do the best for the client. Yeah, and collaboration is a big piece of this. I mean, that's and that's where Phil came from from way back when. I mean, I I met Phil before he went to the cap <laughs> to to the American College, uh, and so and I know that that was a big piece of what they wanted in the cap program is how how you work together uh, and collaboratively. Okay, cool. So once you did that, how did you integrate? I mean, how how does it fit now? And you're just if if I'm a new client and I walk in the door, <clears throat> how's it going to fit? I know, okay, so those of you that are listening, you're not going to be able to see this, but <laughs> imagine in your in your mind's eye, there is a, a diagram um, on our conference room table that is really beautiful, and it has all these colors that are in our, um, in our logo and on our website, and they're beautiful, rich browns and blues, and in each of these... Um, shapes is a different component that we bring to our clients, financial planning, investment planning, insurance planning. So we're in our, our first meeting and we're talking through all of these different services that we bring uh, to the families that we work with. And right in the middle of that um, picture is a box that holds the word heritage planning. And so as we're talking through this with our clients, we say heritage planning, we're going to come back to that one in just a minute because it's a little bit unique in our process. So we get, we describe what a first year engagement looks like with all of your traditional financial planning aspects, right? Then we come back and we say, now let's talk about heritage planning for a minute. And then we describe what heritage planning is. Typically, this is a second year engagement. We're, you know, we're going to do all the heavy lifting with the estate plan and, you know, financial things in the first year. But in that second year, we take an intentional shift to the family because what we found is it doesn't matter how great the structures are or how wealthy you are, how much money that we make you and all those things, if your kids aren't prepared to receive those assets. So we, we had the conversation about heritage planning in our very first meeting. So it's just part of the process. I mean, it's probably a second year if it takes longer than that to get to her, but it's going to come as right. part of the process. Yeah. And that's, you know, you, you remember Jack Brady used to talk about the first thing the clients want to know is, are they okay? I mean, so you got to do the heavy lifting up front and get them settled and then have them comfortable with where they are. And then they can start talking about, what about your kids? Roger, you I interrupted you there. Yeah, we're talking about uh, preparing heirs. Mm -hmm. We talked about, you know, the fact that we, we deal with, with Mr. and Mrs. in the first couple of years because this is passing all the valuables. Here's my, my stocks and bonds and boat. Here's all my stuff, right? But then we talk about preparing heirs to receive. 
And if, if you've ever watched the Dallas Cowboys play football um, on any given Sunday, it could be disappointing. It could be, right? <laughs> but that's not important. Okay. Uh, if you ever watch Cowboys, when Tony Romo and Jason Witten were together, they were an inseparable team. It was awesome. It was almost like Jason could be running down, and all of a sudden, in that split second, he turns around because he can feel Tony. And he feel, Tony knew where he was going to be. Right? So that's what we teach our families to do. You've got to prepare those heirs. You've got to prepare the kids. No, when mom and dad pass that ball, you've got to be at the right spot on the field, hands open to receive it in order to continue. Otherwise, if you drop the ball, game's over. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the passing analogy is just so good. I mean, you know, quarterback can throw a perfect spiral, but if it's caught by the other team, it's not a good pass. (laughs) So, yeah. So, okay, so that's how you bring in, um, you know, new people. What about your existing clients? Because now you're you're talking about something that, you know, this is this is not something they're used to hearing from you. So, how do you how did you introduce this whole concept to existing clients? You know, we really, um, we share our experience from our first uh, meeting with Heritage and just say, you know, as advisors, our job is to bring new and innovative information, whether it's taxes or or legislative. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. And so really, that's just the conversation. We learned about something new. And it's a game changer for families. And so we want to talk to you about it. I, I mean, it's just a very easy conversation. It's, it's, it's a great conversation to have. And we always ask the question, I mean, we work together for X number of years, okay? You know what we've done for you. So my question is this, are you confident in your estate plan as far as passing the valuables from a legal and tax efficient standpoint? Are you confident? Yes, we are, Roger, Tiffany. You guys have done a great job. We got this, this, this. Here's my next question. Are you confident that your kids are ready to receive the wealth? And almost to a fault, they'll go, nah, no, <laughs> no, yeah. uh-uh. no. And, and you know, also too, Rod, we, um, we use that family assessment survey, oh, yeah. the short yeah. survey. We use that quite often too. You know, this was years ago when we, when we, you know, integrated it, but we use that as well to introduce it to our existing clients. So for those of you who are listening, the, the assessment is really a, it's a, there's a long one and a short one, but the short one is um, on, on one side, you mark how important something is to you. And on the other side, you mark how well you're doing. So the first question is something like, we are good about having difficult conversations and some clients don't care. So it's a one to them. Other people will say, yeah, this is important. It's like a four, but on the other side, we're not doing it at all. So it's a four and a one. And what it does, it helps them the client identify where their gaps are rather than us guessing or telling them we let them identify. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a great tool. Yeah. But when we use this, we always use, if there's a Mr. and Mrs, we always use each one of them does it separately away from each other. Right. Cause it is so amazing. Uh, once you get that, you go, okay. Uh, well, Tiffany, you said you think that your kids are prepared and right when you said no. Okay. So talk amongst yourself. We're just going to listen. Why do you say yes and you say no? Yeah. Because inevitably, they don't agree. One of the, my kids are great. They're great with money. And then the other one goes like, they'll be broke in a week and a half. They'll have the cruelest stuff you've ever seen. They'll be broke. They won't talk to each other. Or else they'll say, which kid? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which kid are you talking about? So how does this, now you've been doing this. I mean, you started in the program, I think in 2014. Um, how has this impacted you guys and your practice? You know, I think I'll, I think I'll share a conversation that we had yesterday because we just yesterday afternoon had um, a pre-meeting with the parents of we're doing an alignment day in um, June. And so we did all the, the calls with the kids. And then this was our, you know, let's, <clears throat> let's just have our, our pre-meeting appointment. And it was so this, just to give some, some background, this is a blended family, um, second marriage for both of them. He has a child by previous marriage. She has two by previous marriage. And then they have one together. Um, very competitive family very um, opinionated family. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it's it was so refreshing to learn, of course, about all the dynamics that exist in the family. But it, it just is kind of such a feel-good thing to be able to look at the, at the mom and dad and go, you know, we've learned all this stuff about your family and we've learned some dynamics that exist. But a common theme throughout every conversation that we had was they were so excited to spend this whole day together and to learn just to bring an element in a, in a place for families to learn about one another. You know, we have Kleenex in our conference room everywhere. We have Kleenex in our office because a lot of people cry whenever you start talking about family. I might cry right now. The last <laughs> um, heritage meeting that we did, we ended the day with an activity and literally all six of us were just embraced in hugs and tears. And so it's just a, it's not about money in those situations. And that is so fulfilling for us. And, and what's it done for your relationship with the next generation in terms of. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's helped at times. Well, and Roger tells the story. Um, one of the daughters, actually this family that I was just talking about that we cried with um, bought a car recently well, she didn't call her dad and ask if she should buy the extended warranty. She called Roger, you know, <laughs> so it's, a, it's helped our relationship for the second time. So she's a client for life. No, <laughs> long after yeah. mom and dad are gone. <laughs> so, okay. So what, anything that you would say to somebody in your shoes? Now you're kind of in a couple of shoes because you're, you do, you do the planning and the investments and the insurance, right? You know, you okay. got all yeah. those things. But for somebody else who's in, in that world, uh, any words to them about how this has impacted you and what they, you think that and how it might impact them? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And it depends upon the model that they have for business. Uh, there's some great people out there that are in the life insurance business, and that's what they want to do. They want to do survivorship planning, and I want to do life insurance. Um, that's awesome, right? <clears throat> That person probably is not going to be well suited for heritage planning. I just want to be an asset manager. I want to be your stockbroker. Maybe or may not be suited just for, for this side. If you're looking to stay in business for 20 years after your oldest client dies, you must enroll in heritage planning. Uh, we have billions of dollars worth of, of, of assets and life insurance that, um, you know, my business, she's my business partner, right? And ideally, she will continue those promises that I made 40 years ago. Right. But if there's no relationship, they will walk out. 
So if you're if you're looking at serving the next two, three, four generations, you need to serve them other than with a product. Yeah, and go back to that same that first meeting that we that we were in with you, Rod. I think in that meeting you also told us that there was like a seventy five percent chance that the kids were going to fire their advisors. Right. So now, now I'm going to get fired and the families are going to fall apart. So we <laughs> <laughs> make some significant changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's, somebody asked, well, how do you beat that rule after you've done heritage? I said, well, after you've done heritage, you're their advisors. They're not firing the parents advisor. <laughs> you know, you're already their advisor. It's like, oh, it doesn't apply anymore. Yeah. That's kind of how that works. So, okay. All right. Well, Anything else that we should talk about real quick? I, I really appreciate this because, you know, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to have done it. And there's a third thing about have done it and brought it into your practice and, and you know, on an ongoing basis. And you, you talked about the very beginning. You got Roger. I'm going to say Tiffany's a little younger than you. So that's, you know, <laughs> she's the next generation. Is your camera on? <laughs> yeah. Your camera's on. She's younger than me. <laughs> and then you just hired someone, what would you say, 20 years younger than, than Tiffany? I mean, so, you know, if your practice is going to be designed to continue, you've got to have the clients that are going to continue too. I mean, given that foundation. So, yeah. well, thank you very much for your time and, uh, and, this has been great. Awesome. It's a pleasure for us. So just in the for what it's worth department, Rod, and this is just for you. I'm not quite sure, you know, how the podcast is set up. But if anybody that's that's listening wants to talk offline further, you're you're more than welcome to share our contact information. Of course. We're happy to happy to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. And we'll we'll just leave that in there. If they want something, they can email us and, and we'll connect the dots. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.